Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Paddy's Playbook, round eight of the NRL, done and dusted. And once again, we're joined by our superstar co-host, Sammy J. How are you? Good, thank you, Paddy. How are you? I'm excellent, thanks. How did you go on your tipping? Six from eight again this week. What same, about yourself? Yeah, same as me. It's I can't get a perfect round. It's tough. So. It is so hard. It's tough. All right, we've got a lot to talk about this week, so hit the intro, Paddy. Coming in at six foot four, number one, Paddy's Playbook. Hey guys, I'm your host, Paddy, and welcome to Paddy's Playbook, the show for all you sports lovers out there. We cover NRL, NBA, NFL, plus many more sports. You can find us on Instagram at Paddy's Playable. I can hear the sport calling us. Let's dive into this episode, baby. All right, guys, to start the episode off, let's dive into our news for the week, our hottest topics. Take it away, Sammy. Awesome, Paddy. So first of all, I just want to give a shout out to Brett Morris. He unfortunately, uh, it was absolutely heartbreaking to see, has suffered an ACL injury. Um, and you could just tell when you saw his face in the back of the sheds that it, it's, you know, he is thinking that it could potentially be career finishing for him. And it's just, it's just absolutely devastating. Yeah. So heartbreaking. Someone that's played 278 games of NRL, 181 tries to go out like that. It's yet to be confirmed if he's going to go around next season. But from the word in the sheds, he said to his fellow teammates, it's been an honor to, because he was the captain on the weekend, it's been an honor to captain this side in my last, in my last match. They were the, that was the quote, that were the words that came out of his mouth apparently. So I think he's good enough to go around again. He's killing it. Yeah. And I think mentally too, he's, he's super strong, not just physically. So exactly. if anyone can come back from this, it's Brett Morris. He is a tough bugger. You're right. But in saying that, he's played for that long. He's got kids, a wife. And he's mentally tough, but you are correct. Like having to sit down for 12 months and just put your body through this, like you have to be mentally switched on to come back. It's Mm -hmm. not like you're not coming back like that. You have to be switched on and it's so tough to recover from these things, especially at his age, you have to be fully committed. He's good enough to go around again, but it's mentally if he's, he's up for it. So in my opinion, he's the best winger I've ever seen watching this game. Mm -hmm. The best I've seen. Simple as that. He's a tri-scoring machine. Back in the days when he came in, Wingers would just stand on the sideline, no disrespect to them, back, end of a backline movement, catch it, put the ball down. Then he came for the stage where crossfield kicks were coming in. He was jumping up, leaping, getting involved, could do that. And now we've we fast-forwarded, shifted 10 years, and wingers are probably more important than front rowers now. They play longer minutes. They have more carries most of the time. Big meters. He's a meter eater. You're expected to take that first or second tackle run from your own in goal, get crunched. He does all that. Still try scoring freak machine so what a career represented his state represented his country i hope he goes around again i'm not saying he's going to retire but if this is it brett morris you're a legend mate and all the best so sad sad day in rugby league yes very sad all right let's dive into some other news around the league canberra star halfback george williams is reportedly homesick and keen to head back to england according to channel nine yeah this is i don't know what to make of this Hopefully fills out the rest of this year. It would be tough, obviously, coming from another country, missing his family, pandemic rain, COVID. But I don't know what to say of this. Like, there's obviously a lot going behind closed doors at Canberra with the Raiders. There's, I had them in my top four to start the season, mm. and they just they've struggled. 
they've struggled. We'll dive into their problems a bit later on, but... Maybe they're suffering a little bit of a culture problem. I'm not sure. I'm not mm. sure. But, oh, yeah, hopefully he can stick it out, but we'll see. It's, it's going to be a big blow if he can't. Definitely. Melbourne Storm are close to signing uh, Xavier Coates from the Broncos. Yeah, this would be fantastic in my opinion. You lose Josh Adokar at the end of this season, 2021, and to bring in Xavier Coates, a young bloke, he's played Origin, big athletic frame, could literally be the next um, Israel Folau, sorry, the next Israel Folau. Mm. He is that talented. And to be in a system down there in Melbourne, he's got his simple jobs, he knows what to do. He will thrive, simple as that, he will thrive. So Melbourne, get that across the line, wow. Boyd Cordner has said that round 14 is the round he intends on making his return to the NRL. Yeah, that'll be a huge inclusion, obviously, for the Roosters. Keep your eyes peeled on that. Hopefully, he's as long as it's the right decision. He's got the right team behind him. At the start of the year, everyone's saying, oh, retire, retire, retire. You know, it's not worth it, but we don't know what's going on in his corner. Yeah. He's got the best medical help. He's got a great team with great culture. Robbo's there supporting him. They've let him take as much time as he's wanted. And he's still young. Like, he's in his 20s. Exactly. So... Who am I to judge if he should play or not? I can't wait to see him back if he's good. As long as, yeah, as long as it's the green light, it's all good to go. And lastly from me, uh, unless you have anything to add in, Patty, Maddie and Andrew Johns plus uh, Sonny Bill Williams are saying that they would be happy to coach the Samoan team. Yeah, so the Johns brothers with SBW said they want to coach Team Samoa. This would be fantastic for the international game. International game of rugby league. You look at the Samoan team... Players like George Tafua, Joey Leilua, Brian To'o, Jerome Lua, Junior Paulo, Martin Tapao, Luciano Leilua. There is talent there. And to have two blokes or brothers, the Johns brothers, that are so knowledgeable and their rugby league IQ and football IQ, it would be so good for the international game. Matthew Johns has even came out and said, my goal if I coach would be to get them up to the Tongan standards. Mm. Because Tonga's taken that next leap. They're probably the second or third best team in the international standards. Yeah. That's his goal. And he said, no disrespect to the coach because they've currently got a coach, but we would love to do it. So we'll see. We'll see. I think it would be great for International Rugby League. So. Good stuff. There is a question that I would like to ask you. Last week you did go on a bit of a rant. Uh. <laughs> I have cooled down, ladies and gentlemen. I have cooled down. I'm you feeling fantastic down. today. Good. It, was there anything in round eight that gave you the shits? Matt Burton. <laughs> you get put on report. I didn't understand that either. <laughs> Matt Burton's been put on report. The bloke's ran into his shoulder. There's no swing arm. There's nothing. He's copped a fine. It's just ridiculous. I've carried on about the judicial system last week. I'm not going to bore you guys and make your ears bleed again this week. But yeah, that was, that was wild. But while we're on the Matt Burton topic, we discussed it last week, the potential backflip. And there has been reports in the media, Penrith Panthers legend, and he's currently in the board, Greg Alexander, has said Matt Burton will be doing the backflip from the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs and staying with Penrith. So it's yet to be confirmed, but keep your eyes peeled because this would be bizarre. We were only talking about it last week. He's going to cop- There's going to be a lot of scrutiny in the media, but keep your eyes peeled on that one if they go through with that. Paddy, do you have anything else to add from a news perspective? There's a few little topics I quickly just want to touch base on. So the NRL last week, there's been a few people in the media that have come out and believed a conference system would be best for the NRL moving forward, bringing in additional teams, extending the competition. In my opinion, I think this is a terrible move. Financially, it might be good, but in the long run... You're putting a lot of pressure on the game in regards to its standards and quality. We've got, we've got 16 teams here right now, 2021. 
and we're struggling with competition. I've already raved about this year, the gap between the top sides, the top four or five and the bottom. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You're seeing blowouts. That's the last thing you want. That's the last thing you want in this competition. Yeah, absolutely. That's the last thing you want. Then you, their idea is to have Sydney teams and another conference. So your Warriors, Melbourne, your Brisbane sides, Canberra, Newcastle, all in a conference together. So the Sydney sides are licking their lips, in my opinion here, because if the proposal went ahead, this was the idea, they would all play each other, only the Sydney sides. Mm. No travel. No travel. No travel. Okay. Then you've got the other sides in the other conference that are traveling around. That takes wear and tear. And then you get down to the nitty gritty part of the season, the finals, and you could have two teams in one conference that have a better record than... Well, the, 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 you got the two best sides on one conference, mm. the best records, and only one of them can make it to the grand final. So you're not, at the end of the year, you're not going to get the best two sides in the grand final. Yeah, I get you. So you're not going to get a Penrith Parra grand final, the rivalry, mm. Parramatta Bulldogs, the rivalry, Roosters Rabbitohs, the rivalry, 100 years of rugby league. You're missing out on that. And then my other point is you get a, a weekend conference and teams that are in the tougher conference might have a better record then the weekend conference and the teams in the better conference will miss out on the finals. So I just don't like it. Keep it how it is. Don't fix it if it ain't broke. That's my opinion. And one more thing, the six again rule. I love rugby league in 2020. In 2021, the new rules, the game is sped up. It's carnage on the players. We've already discussed that. But the quality of the game is fantastic. From fans sitting on the couch, sipping on a beautiful ice cold beer, enjoying the game. It's fucking great. It is good, yeah. But I've said this before, you bring in new rules, teams, coaches, players, exploit them. And the six again rule is fantastic, I think, but they're giving the six again out like buckets of popcorn at the movies. Please give me. They're giving these six again calls out like buckets of popcorn at the movies. And I don't understand them. They need to have it in control and in moderation because what you're getting is sides that first tackle, the defensive line's not set, they're going lay to the, lay on the tackle. Mm. Six again. They're happy to make one extra tackle to have their defensive line set. Sometimes I don't even understand what they do six again for. Like, I'm just like, what, how? There was an instance on Friday night, Melbourne Storm and Sharks. We'll talk on the review very soon. The Sharks got three or four back-to-back six agains. Mm. The rest fucking, they're waving his hand, six again, six again. They've marched all the way upfield, and I'm pretty sure they kicked it on the second or third tackle, thinking it was a last. Yeah. Like, they lost count of the... That's on the Sharks. They lost count of the tackles. Mm. But, yeah, it's, I think there's got to be a harsher rule. Maybe after two or three six agains or consecutive six agains, you've got to have a sin bin. Because, team, as I said, teams are marching down in defense. First tackle, there could be a few tackle breaks. The player slips away. They hold him up. They grab, they grab him, make the tackle, and they're happy just to lay on him. Six again, defensive line sets, and then they go. So sometimes all these six agains on the first tackle, you're not even getting a benefit. There's no flow. It defeats the purpose, in my opinion. Great rule. I love rugby league in 2021. Let's move on. That's just my opinion. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the preview. All right. Round eight, Thursday night starter. Rabbitohs defeat the Raiders 32 to 20. Raiders started gritty, put in a tough performance for the first 40 minutes, and then the Bunnies scored three tries within 20 minutes in the second half, cruised home, foot on the gas, simple as that. Cody Walker plays great at 5'8", plays great at fullback. Benji Marshall's even come out and said, he hasn't seen a better player be able to read a three-on-one situation in a backline movement. So he sweeps around the back, three attackers on one defender, he reads it perfect. Cody Walker, he says he's the best at it. Whether it's early ball, digging to the line, dummy, 
double pump, whatever it is, he finds the right man nine times out of ten. He said he's fantastic at that. For the Raiders, though, they were without a lot of talent. Million, I think $4 million of talent sitting on the bench for this one. Whether it's dropped, injured, suspended, whatever it was. Charles Nickel Klukstad, they're without. Croker, Hodgson, Papa Leahy. We talked about George Williams being homesick and missing his family. It's a tough time for Canberra. I'm pretty sure Tarp and his wife actually went out into the media and roasted Ricky Stewart. Great point. Great point, Sammy. We actually, I didn't have that in my notes. So, yeah, she's come out and said, not you're a shit coach, but what are you doing? You've got international players sitting on the bench playing them for a certain amount of minutes. You're coaching shit. Which is like a pretty big insult for someone like Ricky Stewart. Like it is. He's been... He's a fucking legend of the game. Yeah. He played for <laughs> Australia, Origin, like he's amazing coach. You think of Canberra last year, they go to the prelim. Mm. And before that, the grand final. Before that grand final, last year prelim without Hodgson and whatnot, their players. His last two or three years of coaching has been fantastic. Yeah, she has a point. I'm not saying what she did is right or wrong, because Ricky Stewart and all the coaches in the league have a point and a right to talk, not shit about their players, but put their players, Papa Leahy, we need you back, mate. We need the big Papa back. You've mm. been shit, for example. So the coach has the right to do that. Yeah, the fans and the players' wives can have their opinion, but I just don't think it's the right time. No. There's obviously something going on, as we discussed before, behind closed doors with Canberra. So, yeah, it's tough for them. The Bunnies, they're cruising. They're cruising. They're a top three side, in my opinion. They are one of the three teams that can win this premiership. I agree. I agree. With Canberra, as I said, I had them in my top four. This weekend, we'll dive into the preview, is a must-win game if they want to finish in the top four. There's still a hope. There's still a long season to go. They're not going to get affected by origin, but something needs to happen with Canberra. I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay, Friday, Storm comfortably defeat the Sharks 40-14. to 14. Yeah, Cronulla started really well in this one, actually. They played some good footy, expansive, and Melbourne looked a bit shell-shocked, really shell-shocked. And Cronulla had just missed a few opportunities during halftime. Bellier, Craig Bellamy, the head coach from Melbourne, roasts his side. Second half, they step into gear and they flew home. Simple as that. It wasn't anything out of the, out of the ordinary. The thing with Melbourne Storm is, is that when they are on a roll, they are on a fucking roll. They are. They are. 100%. So I thought Nico Himes, fullback replacement, awesome. He had an awesome night. Harry Grant is such a good player. Yeah, he is. Love it or hate it. <laughs> Love the Storm, hate the Storm, hate Queensland, whatever you do. Yeah, he is. He's amazing. You lose Cameron Smith and you bring this bloke in. He'll be playing Origin for the next 10 years. He's going to be the hooker for the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Not saying he's going to be better than Cameron Smith, but there's arguments. His projectory right now mm. is in his second season. He's already played Origin. Yeah. <laughs> and you hear all the talks behind doors with Melbourne. They knew this bloke was the real deal. They said, you wait, you wait. He's come through and wow. So Melbourne, they're cruising. Sharks are in shambles. I feel sorry for their fans, their players. The board's pretty much given up on them this year. Get rid of the coach. They don't give a fuck about this year. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. So that's all I've got to say for that game. Lastly, on Friday, Broncos defeat the Titans 36 to 28. I'm not going to lie. I turned this game off after 10 minutes. I was sitting on the lounge with my mother-in-law and I was like, this is fucking rubbish. Put Netflix on. <laughs> I get a message at halftime being like, oh, great game. And I'm like, what the fuck have I missed? Yeah, I messaged you. So I was at work. I'm watching the game. Broncos are down 22 nil <laughs> after 15 minutes. 22 nil. And then they decide to score 36 straight points and win the match. It was just bizarre. The largest comeback in Brisbane Broncos history. Good on them. Good on them. I'm happy. They've copped it this year through the media. 
not being good enough, why are you letting players go, da-da-da-da. But a win's a win. It shuts the media up for a week and good on them. So I thought Jermaine Osako, fantastic. Turned it around for the Bronx. Great ball runner. Electric footwork. He was awesome. But for the Titans, I wasn't high, high on them this year. But in my opinion, they were a top eight side. Mm-hmm. The talent, we've already talked about David Fitter enough on this podcast. He's a double DS. You know what it means, ladies and gentlemen. But the Titans are up 22-0 and you lose. 22-0 and you lose. They completed at 94%. I rave on about completion rates all the time, 94%. So that loss, they're not playing bad. They're not giving the Broncos too many opportunities. It's not like they're completing at 65%. It's simple. The defense was pathetic. Pathetic. All you put that down to is defense. Comes down to poor attitude, low communication, no hunger to make contact, hit, stick, dominate. It's as simple as that. It's not hard. They were doing stupid shit towards the end too, you know, like... They were giving, they were holding on a little bit too long, six, six again on the fifth tackle. Exactly, exactly. Like, that is just stupid. Stupid. So, honestly, the, the Gold Coast Titans need to take a long, hard look in the mirror at themselves, sit down as a playing group, and decide who they want to be, what they want to be. Because mm. they're on the ropes right now, in the boxing ring, on the ropes, about to be slammed in the face with a haymaker. <laughs> they're se- honestly, their season is that much. They can take, they can bounce back, dive under. Have, make a little counter punch. Mm-hmm. They've got the squad that can do. They can do anything this year. Legit. Yeah. They can score thirty points a game. But if you're you're going to lose scoring thirty points a game because you're letting in 50, 40, whatever it is, they can't defend. Mm-hmm. It comes down to attitude, and you don't sort that out. Your season's done. I know it's a long way to go, but they that was pathetic. That was pathetic. So let's get into Super Saturday. First game on Saturday, we have our mighty Panthers defeat the Man- Manly Sea Eagles twenty eight to sixteen. Pretty high quality game regards to the other games this round that have just passed. So Manly's first test with Tommy T, we talked about this last week, and they were in it with five minutes to go. Yeah. They were in it. They started slow. Big Dazzy roasted them at halftime. He was fucking oh ripping a Oh, my God, he was fired up. Exactly. So Manly played not the greatest game in the first 40, but they turned around in the second 40, and they were, they were in there. They were pretty hungry. They were ripping in. So... Penrith, they're in control for most of the match, in my opinion. It was great to see Appy back. Nathan Cleary's kicking game. Wow. Yeah. Over 400 and something metres. There you go. There you go. I, did, I didn't even know that, so you're informing me. Toto's doing his usual stuff, just freaky. But they're in control, and Penrith didn't even play that well, in my opinion. So I thought Jake Travojevic was outstanding for Manly. 50 tackles, no misses. 22 runs for 150-plus metres. Far out. But I'm not going to pump Penrith up too much again anymore. Like. I'm just waiting for a loss, if that sounds bad. I don't know when it's going to come. They're 25 or 26, 25 wins from the last 26. Let's be honest, though. Who can beat them other than Storm and Bunnies? I'm not sure. You can get rugby league's a long season. You can get someone off the, on You can get someone on their off night. It's as simple as that. But if anything, it will be during, I mean, maybe I'm being biased and a little bit too confident here, but maybe it will be when Origin's on and we've got most of our players out because we're just too good. Um, well, okay, I'm not going to be that cocky. I'm going to take a step back, but... I'll leave it with this. It's been 326 days since they've lost a regular season game. So they're rolling. I don't need to say any more, really. It's got to be their year for a premiership. Fucking surely. Okay. Um, Eels defeat the Bulldogs 32 to 10. Para came out, put the sword to the doggies, didn't give them a chance, didn't give them a sniff, a breath. They were just uncomfortable. And it was 22-0 after 42 minutes. And Para just kept the foot on the gas. As I said, Canterbury, they didn't, they didn't get a chance and the game was over. 
Gutho, Papalihi, buy of the year. Don't get me started on that bloke. They're running a muck all afternoon. And the last 10 to 15 minutes, the Eels rested some of their stars. It was no disrespect to the Bulldogs, a bit of a walk in the park. Yeah, and then it was probably a tough game for the Bulldogs, you know? Well, they were all coming off a high off their first win, which was awesome. Mm. Into but Eels, Eels it's, a t- it's a tough game for them. Eels top four, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, and the, and the Bulldogs, I'll just touch base on this. They, as I said, they couldn't get into the match, the grind, and they're just missing a bit of class, yeah. in my opinion. Like, the Eels had a better completion rate. It's not that they don't try. It's just a bit of class, in my opinion. So, And lastly, for Saturday, we have the Roosters defeat the Knights 38-4. to So, the Knights are in a similar situation to the Titans and the Raiders. Mm. They need to have a long, hard look in the mirror and decide who they want to be. Because it's just not good enough. This is not good enough. They get blown off the park by a Roosters team without Tedesco, Kiri, Lockie Lamb, Cordner, Friend. I'm probably missing a few. They're just the big superstar names. Yeah, Roosters have definitely the most injury count out of most teams right now. So It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. To you, get a win like that. Exactly. You can't take it away from this Roosters side. Like, just an amazing culture, extremely well coached. Yeah. And in my opinion, if they finish in the top four or even top five or six, it's a remarkable season. Mm-hmm. If the troops they're missing... In my opinion, every team should be looking at their calendar, looking at their schedule, Sydney Roosters. Three weeks away, Sydney Roosters six weeks away, nine weeks away. Boys, this is the game. We fucking turn it up. These blokes are low on troops. We fucking give it to them. Simple as that. Like, I think most teams should be going at this squad aggressively and confidently. But even Trent Robinson, you know, like he's such an outstanding coach. Of course, he's heartbroken about all of his injuries, but I feel as though he's heartbroken for the players, not necessarily for himself and for his team. You know, he speaks in his press conferences about, you know, talent that he has coming through that he's ready to put on the jersey and go and shine. Yeah. It's it's a next man up mentality. Yeah. Which the top sides have that. You can't, you can't fault that. So, yeah, Sydney Roosters, wow. They just, I didn't expect this. As I said last week, I tipped the Knights, but... Did you actually? No, I was... As I said on the podcast, I tipped the Knights, but thank God, oh. before we went out to dinner on Saturday night, <laughs> you made me change my mind, so... Yeah. I just don't know what to say about the Knights. They've lost five of their last six. They need to turn it around. Mm. They need to get some wins on the board before this origin period, before the Aponga goes out, before your Frizzell goes out. Safidi's going to be there, most likely. Yeah. They need to get wins on the board right now, so they're not chasing their tail at the end of the year, so... Just disappointing. And I, I know the Knights are capable of winning three or four in a row. Yeah. It's just got to happen now. It mm-hmm. has to happen now. So we move on. Yeah. Let's move on to Sunday fun day. Warriors defeat the Cowboys 24 to 20. Pretty close game. Yeah. This was, this was exciting. So Warriors shot out of the cannon. They're up 18 nil. Then it was 24 to four. And then the Cowboys decided to come home strong. They just fell short. I reckon if there was another five minutes, they'd probably win the Cows. So must win game for the Warriors though. They're sitting in seventh position now. And I'm still scratching my head how the Brisbane Broncos let go of Reese Walsh, this young gun. He looks fantastic for the Warriors. Played fullback in his debut two weeks ago. 5'8 this week. Doesn't matter his role. He just plays hard. He just plays footy. He looks like a serious footy player. And I honestly don't know how Brisbane lost him. <laughs> Their I, loss. Oh, I just don't know. Anyway, good signs for the Cowboys in my opinion. They did lose, but they didn't roll over. They fought back. Over the years... They would have let that game go and it would have been a blowout. Mm. But respect to Todd Payton, their new coach. He just keeps his team hungry. And I think they just need to work on their starts and they'll be much better. Yeah. They'll be much better. Because against the top side, you not often are you going to come back from double-digit leads. So, yeah. 
We'll move on. Lastly for Sunday, the West Tigers defeat the Dragons down in the gong 16 to 6. This yeah. was one of my wrong tips, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so it's the same as me. Um, said it last week, the Tigers are a team that win games they shouldn't. Yeah, you said that. You actually did. And as I said, most people would have tipped the Dragons here. I tipped the Dragons. They would go, I'm wrong. But this, the Tigers have stole the show. Mm. About a month ago, I kept raving on about this young guy. The same thing, the same thing. But the Tigers have found themselves a gem. Dane Laurie is a young, electric, exciting fullback. Great talent. Great talent. I'm not saying he's going to win you a premiership, but you've got to boot around this guy right now. Get some young other key positions. You've got the hooker position set. Little's there. Or Simkin, little Jape Simkin's rolling at the moment. But you just got to, Dewey, I don't mind Dewey. You just got to build this team around him right now mm. and let them grow together for the next few years. So, yeah, Dane Laurie, he was fantastic. Two line breaks, two try assists, three line break assists, two offloads, eight tackle breaks, 19 runs for 173 metres. So, there was another young gun who made his debut, didn't he? Yeah, Zach Sini. Right. Little red-headed mullet boy, loving it. All his mates <laughs> in the grandstand, 40 of them just going wild, shirts off, swinging on this. Fuck yeah! So that was awesome to see. He's got to try and debut. Good and on him. A young bloke like that, Tigers, in my opinion, are a side that you hear so much shit in the media. Are they getting trained too hard? They're flat. They look lethargic sometimes. A young bloke like that, little Sini comes in. Not that he's little, sorry. Sini comes in. And it gives that flair and energy. And the boys are riled up like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like, mm. maybe that's what they needed. Just a young fella coming in like, let's go, lads. So, yeah, good on the Tigers. A win's a win. Yeah, that's it. But for the Dragons, like, they're a tough, gritty side. And to their compliment, I guess, they didn't let the Tigers go on with it, blow out, because the Dragons only completed at 67%. Not a good game for them. You can't, you can't win many games doing that. I rave on about that. And the Dragons missed 45 tackles compared to the Tigers' 16. That's just not good enough. Yeah. And I know head coach Hook Anthony Griffin is all on that. He's all about that little one percenters effort. He will be filthy. And I sat here about a month ago. I stared you in the eye, Sammy, and I said the Dragons on a roll, they had won four in a row, and they had a genuine side that can make the top eight. A genuine top eight side. And now they've lost close games to the Warriors at home, Tigers at home. And if you want to be a top eight side, you need to capitalize on these matches. And unfortunately, they haven't done that. They're winnable games up there, just not They're winnable. They're winnable. Then on Anzac Day, they go against the Roosters. They're the better side for the first 25, 30 minutes. And not that they deserve to win that game, but they're good enough. And they should be winning these games if they want to be in the top eight. So it is a bit disappointing as a Dragons fans. But Tigers, wins a win. Coach Madge looked relieved. We move on. Let's move on to our injuries. We unfortunately have a lot to go through this week. Um, Adam Reynolds from the Bunnies has avoided surgery on his thumb. However, in doubt for round nine, approximately one to three weeks recovery, they're saying. Yeah, so he was obviously avoiding the surgery is great. He, they even said he might be playing this week. I doubt you'd risk that against the Melbourne Storm, but mm. we'll see. He'll likely get named in team li- list this afternoon, but I doubt oh, they'll have a late change or something. My, my pick there, because I'm a super coach, Ooh. will be Cody Walker will shift into 5'8". Benji Marshall will be wearing the 7. Mm. And AJ, Alex Johnson will be sliding into the 1, fullback position. Mm-hmm. So they've got the depth there. As I said, yeah. like Benji Marshall, what a signing. Everyone was oh carrying God. on at the start of the year. Why would you sign this guy? He's 36. He's so good. He's fucking on fire. And there's so. been so many times that he actually has won the games for South Sydney. Like, if the Rabbitohs go on to win the competition, he arguably will probably be the buy of the year. Yeah. Bang for your buck. Experience. Can fill in anywhere, so, yeah. 
Okay, let's get back to, sorry, I went on a bit of a rant there, off topic. Raiden Hamley-Ueli from the Sharks is ruled out up to eight weeks for syndemosis, as well as Corey Thompson and as well as Cameron Murray. All three of those players are suffering at the same injury, which is unfortunate. Campbell Graham had surgery to insert a plate into his hand um, and he's looking at around four weeks. Jackson Paulo has a fractured scapoid, which is uh, in the hand. Okay. Um, six to eight week recovery. Zaki Lomax, dislocated thumb. He's looking at anywhere between four and six week recovery. A suspected broken rib for Cody Ramsey, looking at three to four weeks potentially. And Brayden Williami is unavailable due to a calf injury. Suspected rib fracture for Blake Green, looking at around three to five weeks. Nathan Brown also has suffered a hip injury. His length on the sidelines is uncertain at this stage. Kurt Capewell did not return for the second half due to a rib injury and he is potentially looking at one to three weeks. And as we discussed earlier, two, a double ACL for Brett Morris and Lindsay Collins from the Roosters, which is absolutely heartbreaking. It honestly wasn't too long ago that Victor Radley and was it Sam Verrills went down together for a double ACL. So it's shocking. I think the Roosters have had five ACL injuries in the last 12 months. It's absolutely. Radley, Verrills, Keary, Morris, Collins. Sad. Mm. And they still continue to thrive. What a club. Okay, so our charges for this week, there's actually only two that are going to be missing time on the sidelines. So Tommy Talau from the West Tigers could be looking at too much ban after a shoulder charge and uh, Tupanua from the Roosters has accepted a one-week ban over a shoulder charge offence as well. Beautiful, beautiful. So do we want to touch base on our player of the week? Yeah, absolutely. So my player of the round, no doubt, Sam fucking Walker from the Roosters. What a young star. His stats are insane. One try, one line break, four try assists, two line break assists, one offload, three tackle breaks, 11 runs for 80 meters, and he kicked five of seven goals. Yeah, good young talent. Who's your player of the week? I'm going to have to agree with you. We (laughs) We haven't agreed on one hold the fucking fort it was only last week that we were laying in bed watching the footy on the big screen and you were yelling saying that he is a piece of shit we almost broke up over this part Uh, would you like to yeah i'm gonna give you the boxing gloves i'm just gonna tense up and i'm ready for the uppercut i i didn't okay he's not a piece of shit personally i'm just overseeing it in the media overseeing what this guy's great this guy's this this guy's that I think, I think he's a fantastic player, but I think everyone needs to take a sip of their beer, <laughs> step the fuck back, all right? He's played five games of NRL. No doubt he's But talented. that's exactly my point. He's paid, played five games of NRL. Yep. And he's now, I've picked him twice my player of the round, and you are now agreeing with me. He was my player of the week. I have to admit that. But people just need to take a step back. He's 18, he's fantastic, but things can come off the rails really quick. You look at the Titans... Ash Taylor goes up there on a mega deal, $900, $1 million a year. Fantastic first year. Mm. The shackles have fallen off. I get that, but I remember, you can't I, not say that he's talented. Like you he's literally, talented. You called him a piece of shit two weeks ago. He's talented, but he just needs to... Okay, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm just sick of seeing him in the media because I know the shackles can come off. Defensively, teams are going to target him. And when they played the Sharks three or four weeks ago, that first half wasn't that great. Mm. Things can come off like that. And as this Roosters team comes more depleted, more depleted, the pressure's going to mount. 
I, I, I can't wait to see him this Friday night against a red-hot Parramatta Eels side. Bring it on. RCG, Paulo. These blokes, Isaiah Papalihi, are chewing on the bit. They're going to be rare in a guardian. I just, um, I just he's a great talent. He's he a great is a talent. great talent. And I think, you know, after that stuff happened with Luke Curie and he did his ACL, he stepped up and he has done his job every single week. I agree. I agree. But I'm just sick of seeing it in the media because I know when bridges burn and things come crashing down, the media will ride this bloke to the hills. That's why I'm not pumping his tires up too much. I think he's great. I think he's great. We saw this with Nathan Cleary two years ago. Dad comes to the coach, Ivan Cleary. Nathan is the main man. Penrith don't go that well. They miss the finals. He gets roasted. Oh, he's a piece of shit. He's not worth the money. Look mm. at everyone now. They're down on their knees loving this play. Yeah, but you're contributing to this. This is what I'm saying is that you are contributing to people and yourself talking shit about him. I've not, pu- I've not publicly came out and said that, but I'm just sick of seeing it in the media. That's just my opinion. I think he's great. He's a great talent. But when the wheels come off, you watch the media go at him. Pack of hounds at him. So we'll see. We'll see how long he can hold this up for. Okay, so we're agreeing right now that he's a good player. He's a very talented player. Shake my hand. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's move on. Cut this shit. Let's move on. Okay, that is all from us today. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Paddy's Playbook. Oh wait, no, we've got to do our tips. Gosh. <laughs> I can't have you on the payroll carrying on like that. Oh God. All right. Okay. Preview for round nine. Kid at Sammy J. Thursday night, Rabbitohs at home v the Storm. I've tipped the Storm. Melbourne Storm for me too. I think yeah. Rabbits just injury depleted. Mm-hmm. Went through the injuries before. They've got so many. Cam Murray, Adam Reynolds, I doubt he would play. Jackson Paulo, Campbell Graham. Cameron Murray, did you say that? Sorry. Cameron Murray, yep. It's, yeah. Mm. I think Melbourne should be in control of this game. Bellamy will have them fired up. On Friday night, Panthers at home v the Sharks. I have tipped the Penrith Panthers. Yeah, Penrith Panthers should be too strong at home in this one. Uh, other game on Friday night, we just discussed this. Eels at home v the Roosters. Okay, uh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Sammy Walker. Yeah. How's it going to go on Friday night? Big clash. This will probably be his biggest match of his career. I think he will level up. I would think he will level the fuck up. And I th- he's so like, have you, you were even saying this last week when he was in the sheds prior to the game, his face is just serious. Like he's a serious bloke. He, it's like he, I don't know. He's just unique. His confidence. He loves it. Yeah. I've heard stories on the field when he was playing the dragons and Zach day. He's just, he's focused. He was screaming, oh, give me the fucking ball. Give me the ball. And he comes out and kills it. You know? So, so yes, you're right. I think this will be a challenge for him. So my but question him is... Against, I think him against Mitchell Moses will be a good clash. It will be a great clash. So who are you tipping? I'm tipping the Roosters. The Roosters. I have no interest in Parramatta. So you don't think Parramatta at home, Roosters depleted side, Tedesco most likely will come back, Lindsay Collins out, Brett Morris out, Lachlan Lamb, Keary, Cordner still out, friend. I'm tipping the Sydney Roosters full oh, stop. Wow. I respect that. I respect that confidence. I hope your boy, Sammy Walker, comes up big for you because he's going to need a cracker. Yep. I respect that. I'm tipping, ladies and gentlemen, the Eels at home. In my opinion, this is probably their biggest test of the year in regards to being a contender. Yeah, they beat Melbourne Storm at the start of the year, which was fantastic. But you've solidified yourself up there in a top three position against a weekend roosted side, Parramatta Eels. Put the foot down and prove me wrong. Come out of the gates hard. 
That's what I want to say. It's going to be a good game. That's what I want to see. We have another good game uh, heading into Super Saturday. The first one is Raiders at Home v. The Knights. In my opinion, this is a game that the Raiders have to fucking win. If they do not win this game, season. Season? Like bottom five. Shit, I'm not going like that. I'm going to make this comment. The Raiders don't win this week. There's no chance I'll be in the top four. And I'm going to tip Raiders. At home. I'm glad we agree. At home. Raiders at home. Knights, they're without Blake Green. It's got to be a game that they win, surely. Yeah. The Raiders, they have to. Hopefully they get some players back. Mm. Papa Leahy. Maybe Charms. I think he's still a little while off, but we'll see. Okay. Second game for Super Saturday. Tigers at home. The the Titans. I have tipped the Titans. They're going to be a bit salty after their loss against the Broncos last week. What was that matchup against her? Titans and... Tigers. Tigers at home. Oh, shit. I'm going to make a prediction. This game will be 41 to 40. What? Both teams are just going to score tries. They don't want to defend. 41 to 40. I don't know who to tip. I don't. You say Tigers at home like they do a massive job at home. Look at the bloody... Yeah, but t- okay, Tigers are playing like Tigers at home. or something. They'll probably win this one. The game they're not meant to. I'm going to tip Titans. I'm tipping Titans. You're right, but when you say something along the lines of Tigers at home, it's not like they... It's like they don't even give two fucks at their home. Well, remember that game that they yeah, disgustingly this, lost at Leichhardt for... Yeah. Tommy Rodomikus, yeah. There we go. There we go. I'm not going to rant too much about the Tigers. Titans, we agree? Or yeah. are you tipping? No, I'll go Titans as well. Okay. Uh, lastly for Saturday, Cowboys at home v. the Broncos. I actually don't know. Like, I've tipped to the Cowboys, but I could potentially change it. Two bottom side teams going at it. What are your thoughts? I think the Broncos can win this game. I agree. I think it's probably been about 891 days since Brisbane have won back-to-back games. I'm just pulling <laughs> that number out of my ass. But <laughs> legit, like, I, I can't remember when they've won back-to-back. This would be, like, not taking the mickey, but this would be a great achievement for them, legit. Mm. If they could just put a few wins together. <sighs> Queensland Derby. Broncos probably have a ta- more talented squad. Oh, I'm going to tip Cowboys at home. I'm not even confident. Okay. First game for Sunday, Manly v. The Warriors. I've tipped Manly. I've tipped Manly as well, but this is another game that could go either way. I agree. Tommy Turbo's going to have to be up to his usual self, just running amok. But I think Manly should be too strong at home. Yeah. Is that at Lotto Land, that one? Mm, it says Manly at home. It yeah. doesn't say where. Did... And lastly for Sunday, Dragons at home v. The Bulldogs. I've tipped the Dragons. I've tipped the Dragons too, but... I think the doggies, dogs of war, can really, they can get a win here. If the Dragons aren't careful, they don't have any momentum. Continuity is there. They've got Zach Lomax, mm, Willie that's Army. A, that's a big loss for the Dragons. I don't know. I can see the doggies really fired up here. I'm going to tip the Dragons purely based on they're at home. They need to win. Oh, let me make this statement. If the St. George Illawarra Dragons don't win this week, I think they don't make the eight. This is a must-win game to keep in contention mm. with the eight. I know they're sitting six or whatnot, but you don't want to be chasing a tail at the end of the year. So I think it's must win. So I'll back the Dragons in this one. Any more comments for the week or we're happy with that one? Oh, I'm pretty happy with that. What about yourself? That was fantastic. So ladies and gentlemen, I really hope you enjoyed that one. Sammy J, thanks for coming on again. You're thanks killing for it. Having me. When, you're, when you're on the numbers, prove it. <laughs> so yeah, really grateful and hope you guys enjoyed that one. Let's go.
Thank you for listening to Paddy's Playable. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's much appreciated. Don't forget to check out our Instagram page, at Paddy's Playbook. We post fun, engaging content every single day. Once again, we really appreciate your support. See you next time. Let's go.